Welcome to the Inside Admissions Podcast, where we will be discussing everything about the college admissions process. I'm your host, Ben Preston, and joining me is my co-host, Michael Kelly. Hello, everybody. In this week's episode, we will be sitting down with MHS Guidance Counselor, Sarah Mazek. Cool. Maybe you just want to introduce yourself. Kick it off. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be doing a podcast. I've only done once before, so this is pretty new for me. Um, I'm Sarah Mazak. I am a counselor at Madison High School, as you know. I came here to Madison High School in 2006, so I've been here for a while. Prior to that, I was also a high school counselor in Maplewood at Columbia High School. So I've been doing high school counseling for a long time. Nice. Yep. Um, I guess we can go down our list. So this episode, we really wanted to focus on um, your perspective, mostly being a guidance counselor, being familiar with the college admissions process. Sure. Uh, maybe some of the new um, problems, uh, or rather, uh, I guess we can say problems, but the uh, more detail, the finer details of um, the process. Maybe if you want to start, Michael, with. Sure. So just to just to get kind of a groundwork. So how many students are you generally responsible year to year for at MHS? This year, I have a caseload of just over 210 students, and that falls in line with all four counselors. There's me and three other counselors, and we each have between 210 and 215 students. Um, you had mentioned each year. It, it has not been that each year. Actually, when I came here in 2006, I had a caseload of uh, 157. I happen to remember that number. So obviously, it's, it's increased over the years. And that's been a result of Madison High School becoming, a lot, or Madison increasing in size? Yes, and it, I don't think it's unique to Madison, though. No. Um, there are certainly certain um, communities and districts who have grown in population. Madison is one of them. Um, many in this area, this tri-state area, have grown in population. So it's not unique to Madison High School. So that increase in, in caseload, do you find that that makes it more difficult to, to do your job just overall? Um, I, I think the, the very general answer to that is yes. I, I think that would be the case in many fields and many jobs. The more people or product or, you know, technology that you have to work with, the more stretched your time is. So yeah, I, I think it's fair to say that the more students you have, the less time just mathematically that you have really per student to be able to spend um, with, with your students. Yeah, so I think numbers are certainly a factor in increase in, in job demand, sure. Well, I think there, there's a very big difference between private counselors who cater to college admissions and public education school counselors, also known as guidance counselors. Our role is very multifaceted. You know, uh, you guys as seniors, of course, are you know um, heavily focused and have been for the past year and a half on the college admissions process, and um, there's a whole other host of um, job responsibilities that come along with a public school counselor and it has nothing to do with college counseling and it and it's just as important on a daily basis weekly basis monthly basis maybe even more important sometimes than the college counseling piece and that's the um, social and emotional counseling the mental health counseling um, 
the academic counseling that has nothing to do with college counseling as well. So our job encompasses that, and, and that takes a tremendous amount of our time and energy, and, and, and that's where I'm, I'm thankful for that. I, I really like that part of my job. And that would be very different from a college counselor who would not be working with a, a person in a, in a mental health capacity, in a social emotional capacity, in even an, an academic capacity where they may be having a conversation after school with a teacher about an assignment or you know some flexibility that a student needs. All these things, these millions of things that go into the job of a public school counselor. So it's different. I don't know if I'm answering your question. I, there's I think you are definitely. Okay. Um, do you want to? Yeah, sure. So, so you spoke on all of the different roles that, that you fill as a guidance counselor at a public school that private counselors do not fill because you have to deal with the, the academic counseling, the emotional counseling, mm -hmm. plus everything that, that goes into the college counseling, with the college admissions process. Right. But since uh, the college admissions process is now moving away from standardized testing and evolving into more of a character-based assessment mm -hmm. as, as, the as the schools are looking at the character of each student, do you feel that that adds to the difficulty of your job as you have to speak to the character of the students and kind of help them through that as well? I would actually say no to that because one of the pieces of my job that I take a lot of pride in is um, I get to witness the growth of my students over four years. And some students I get to know really well and I get to know their life stories in their life situations really well. And that varies. Some of my students I know um, somewhat, even after four years, because they're so self-sufficient and they have a lot of family support and they need me when they need me and then that's it. Um, but because of that, because we're with students for four years, um, that has not changed over the years. The, the, my uh, need, my requirement in the college piece of having to speak to a student's character. That has not changed. This is what we've always done. So it's a bit of an advantage, in, in my opinion, um, of a public school counselor uh, that we have to write about a student's character. We have, we have always written uh, counselor recommendation letters. That, that's not new. Um, I find it even easier now. I feel like I know my students more now to a depth, to a degree, more so than I did 10 years ago, 15 years ago. And maybe some of that has to do with the, the, the increase in need for, for uh, mental health help, right? Maybe, that, mm -hmm. so there's, there's goodness that comes out of that. But to, you, know, you asked about standardized testing. Um, the, the, now, most colleges are, are test optional, most still since COVID. And so, yes, you are correct, colleges are essentially moving away from the, the standardized test requirements. Um, I don't think it's necessarily any more of a focus on a student's character, like that they've replaced standardized testing with character. But for my job, um, it's, it's really not any different. It, it's different in other ways. Students apply to more schools because schools, schools are TEPS optional. So students feel like, okay, well, I could apply to 20 schools now versus 10 because I don't need to send my scores and I don't have to worry about my scores. So in that area, it's changed. But in terms of character needing to put forth what I know about my students, that hasn't changed much. It's only enhanced, I would say, in, in recent years in, in how much 
we have gotten to know our students through mental health counseling and social emotional counseling. And yeah. I think you touched on that for a second, but um, test optional policies and I suppose the connection with students applying to more schools. Um, if you were to maybe expand on that a little bit, um, personally as a guidance counselor, as somebody advising students, uh, if you have a student applying to where, I mean, I have a lot of friends who I know applied to like 15 schools. Yeah. And for me, um, I'm kind of in a different boat. I, in my experience, I applied early decision and I'm kind of done. So I really yep. only applied to three at the end of the day. Um, I'm not sure about you, Michael. Yeah, I, I applied to uh, 10 schools. Ten. Mm -hmm. yeah. Which uh, is about the average. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I'm just kind of curious how you feel about students applying to more schools and especially maybe over the last decade when that has become more of a normal trend. It has become more of a normal trend. And it, 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 the trend has even hopped quite a bit since 2020. We've seen um, a jump in increase more so than the previous eight years in the last two years because of how many schools went test optional. So um, it is something that we're really um, in tune to, especially this year. Um, we've had to, I, I should speak from, I've had to um, have more conversation, I think, with students about just that, about um, not necessarily widening the applicant pool for that person of to, to move from 10 applications to 20 applications. Um, you know, I think the thought is statistically they would stand a better chance, which is not necessarily accurate if they're applying to schools that are what we call those safety schools and target schools and the, uh, you know, have a, a reach school or two reach schools. So if you do that, if you follow that pattern with 10 schools, statistically you're going to kind of stand the same chances as you do if you follow that pattern with 20 schools. So it's our job to try not to fall into these trends with the students. We have to keep our step back and say, it doesn't make statistical sense. It doesn't necessarily make great use of your time and money to apply to double the amount of schools that you would have if it was two or three years prior. So um, it, it's, it's incumbent upon us to have these conversations. And to your point, I, I personally have had these conversations with yeah. multiple students. And it's a very individualized process. So would you say when you started as a guidance counselor, you yeah. said in 2006? 2006 here in, in Madison, but I was a counselor prior as well. So then when, when you started overall, how many schools on average would you estimate kids were applying to? It was, I still think, close to 10. But there, if somebody went over 10 applications, it was a conversation. It, it, it meaning it was a conversation in the office, like, oh, I have a student who's applying to 11 schools. This is a big deal. That's no longer the case. It's it's more of an average that some students are applying to, you know, 11 schools, 12 schools. That's no longer a whoa. You have a student that applied to 11. So it's changed in that way. So I would say it still hovered around 10, but um, but it didn't go much above that. And now in the recent years, we see we see above 10 applications, which in itself is not terrible. But what that does is it decreases the statistical acceptance rate of every college. You know, mm -hmm. um, every time we talk to a college, I was just on the phone with a um, a very competitive school. I don't want to say it because a, a student might be um, might match my conversation. A very competitive school, and um, they of course had the the uh, the information that they they had they had a 3.25 percent increase of applicants since last year. 
which is what we get all the time. That we've, this is nothing new in the last 10 years. There's, there's been a steady increase in applications, especially to your highly competitive schools in the last 10 years. Um, but what this um, representative said, which was really good for me to hear, was that not only that, they had a 25% increase in the secondary schools that applied to their school. What that means is they had a 25% increase of schools, high schools, that have never applied to that college before. Mm -hmm. And that college is more inclined to take a hard look at those high school students that, have, that they've never received an application from before, whereby you know, a school like Madison, who this, this, this particular highly competitive college, has had applicants for the past 15 years. So things like that make a difference too, that you know, they, are, they are outreaching, they are marketing, and trying to get to the all corners of the earth more so than they have in, in previous years. So that affects us, that affects Madison students who have been applying to the school for the last 15 years. And, and they know Madison students and they know Madison kids. Mm -hmm. So that was really interesting that not just the application increase, but that they were very forthright saying, yeah, we're, we're looking really hard at the, at the students who we've never gotten applications from before. Mm -hmm. So that was interesting. It's very interesting. Yeah. Um, we might tie it back a little bit and maybe look at the grand scheme of everything we've talked about so far. Um, so looking at the college admissions process, the Madison Guidance Department, and even individual colleges, uh, from your experiences of a as a guidance counselor, what do you believe has worked in your career as, like, as an effective and efficient system? And maybe where do you see some issues with how we manage our college admissions process? You mean college admissions, the, the application process in general, or? I, I would say so, yeah, the application process. I think that the application process is pretty, I think we're a, a pretty well-oiled machine in terms of the process. The yeah. getting information out to students about what you need to do, how to apply. Um, Madison is a fortunate community that has a lot of family support, so students typically have family support in the actual process. Um, yes, the exactly. filling out the application, exactly. the FAFSA, the what do you have to do for a recommendation letter, how do I request, yeah. the, so the, I think that's a pretty well-oiled machine which we're constantly tweaking every year because it changes. Um, the research maybe is, um, well, we have access to a lot of tools, and these are tools that we give to our students. Um, as a matter of fact, we're uh, moving this year. You guys have known Naviance your whole career here. Current juniors are moving to a new platform called SCORE, which you know we've been playing around with for the past three months, which seems to be even more efficient than Naviance was. So, sorry guys. <laughs> you know, the data in SCORE, is not unsimilar to the data in Naviance, but the access to the data is different. How you can plot yourself in there. It's, it's, it's a different platform. So that's a change that we have made, well, we're making as, as we're having this conversation. Um, so that's an area that we're, hopefully will be an improvement. That's a, that's a, that's a main resource. Um, and I, I would say outside of that, you know, I think we're, I think we do do a good job of catering as best as we can to our individual students um, and individualizing those conversations like we were saying before. If, if, you know, when I see a student applying to schools that in my heart I know are a real reach, a real far shot for a student, it's, tr it's tricky to have that conversation. 
um, I have to be um, tactful and, and caring, and, and I also have to be professional and say, the, you know, these are, let's look at the statistics of these schools. Um, I would never tell a student to take a school off their list, but I have to do a better job of showing the statistics and saying we need, we need to get a, a bit more of a, you know, a target school or a safety school on here. That's incumbent upon me to do. But it's a fine line because I don't want to discourage students from applying to their dream schools. So that's an area I'm always improving in. It's, it's, it's a very human conversation. Um, and it's not just revolved around statistics. So for me personally, that's an area that I'm always working on. Um, well, thank you for your time. Oh, uh, sure. We, do, we actually we had to kind of keep it kind of short today. OK. Uh, for the sake of the podcast. Okay. Um, Thank you so much for, for coming. Thank you for all the information. You're welcome. Thanks we for having me. We appreciate it, and we hope that, that our, our viewers appreciate it, too. Thanks. I appreciate it. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us, and join us next week as we sit down with Mr. Elrod, a Madison AP literature and composition teacher, as we talk about AP tests and College Board. Thank you, and see you next week.